Hello and welcome to the 84 Million Podcast. Uh, today we're excited to have Mr. Nathan Poole with us. He's from Minimines, uh, which is a mining organization um, uh, based out of Florida, although we'll get into maybe some of his other locations. He's found on uh, X, formerly called Twitter, but X at Litecoin Cowboy. He's a teacher, speaker, conference speaker. Um, he is a devout Christian and he's an open Jesus maximalist. Um, and again, he's responsible for the Mini Minds project and podcast. So uh, it's uh, great to have you here, Nathan. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, Kyle. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Very good. So I know recently um, you were at the Litecoin birthday cruise. Uh, so maybe before we get into your stuff, uh, maybe give us a little recap about how that went. Uh, it was really neat. Uh, it was cool to see the people that are in the space. You know, I'm a, I'm a newcomer, right? So it was nice to kind of get to know the people that are the, the OGs, if you will, in the space. And, you know, and I, I picked up uh, John Kim from the airport and he's, he's was shocked that I didn't know who he was. And I was like, well... Well, who are you there, John? Right? Though so he's, it was just, uh, it was a really interesting thing. Were right? Like I'm, I'm new to the, to the Twitter sphere, and, um, and so it was, uh, it was uh, really neat to see people that are talking the same language that I talk, you know, on my on my day to day, but, uh, but see people that are that are really in the space and some brilliant, brilliant cats were there. I mean, some of the devs on the on the Litecoin development team and the Litecoin Foundation, those cats are real bright. So it was really neat to, to kind of connect with them and, and uh, be humbled by their intelligence. Yeah, well, very good. And of course, uh, the Litecoin creator, Charlie Lee, was there. Uh, maybe you shook his hand and spoke with him. But uh, yeah, how many people were there this year? It was a cruise. So it was off land this time. Yeah, it was a cruise. So it was, uh, there might have been maybe a dozen and a half, two dozen people, something like that pretty small group that's nice though i know uh master mentioned that you were there and he spoke with you the great Shan yeah Baloo. yeah super nice guy yeah. that's right the, he, he's the great very very cool um awesome I, I i due to personal circumstances clearly i was not there god willing next year uh we may be able to cross paths there i, I hope to <laughs> so let's let's move forward here um we're here to talk about Litecoin in terms of mining. You're a miner. Tell us about what you're doing in the space. Maybe tell us a little bit about mini mines. Um, by the way, this is not an advertisement for mini mines, but it is a good conversation for educational purposes uh, for me as well as the listeners. So, um, you know, no, no exchanges. There's no payment or anything. This is a goodwill conversation between two individuals here. But we're, I'm looking forward to hear about mini mines, though. So tell us more about Litecoin mining and mini mines. So um, I got into it as a tax play. So we have a general yeah. contracting firm, mortgage brokerage, real estate brokerage, and you know um, the the it was going well, right? You know we had a we had a really good economy, and, uh, and so we had a tax problem, and we said, well, how are we going to do to you know, solve our tax problem? So one year we had scaled up our GC firm, and we bought you know excavators and and dump trailers and, you know, fleets of trucks, this and that. I mean, we bought all the stuff, the skid steers and the, uh, all the things you need to do that. And we, we scaled into the civil contracting arena and we didn't need stuff, right? Like we built, uh, you know, we built a water park. We did a, you know, a bunch of warehouse spaces, did a museum for the city of Orlando. So we did a bunch of really neat things. Um, and uh, ultimately we said, I, that's a lot of headaches and a lot of staff and a lot of, a lot of risk. 
um, you know, the risk reward ratio wasn't really there for us. And so we, we said the next year, we said, I got a tax problem. Or we can solve it. I said, well, let's, uh, uh, let's, uh, let me figure it out. My wife, you know, was like, well, it's December. So you've got like two weeks. I said, I'll let you know. And, uh, I came back a week or so later, said, we're going to be, we're going to be crypto miners. And she said, well, what's crypto mining? And I said, I, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. She said, well, you don't, we don't, crypto. I'm about to and uh, it, it, it attracted me really as a, as a business play because the ROI was there. It was relatively passive. Um, it was fully depreciable, you know, which is what my wife cared about is the CPA. So um, it really, I, I, I guess I was uh, born into crypto as one untimely born, right? I, I didn't start up with this deep love for Litecoin or cryptocurrency or any of that at the beginning. Uh, it developed into that. Right, like I see now, like some of the the I'm starting to scratch the surface of some of the incredible things that are that are happening in the space and how it's literally this transformative tech. But at the time, you know, four years ago or however long ago that was, it was a it was a, a tax play, and so we we started with a bunch of different currencies, uh, everything from uh, handshake and Kadena and you know the, all the GPU rigs and Bitcoin miners and. Uh, we had the L3s, you know, the first, we had a few dozen L3s uh, at that time. And, um, and then we kind of settled into really saying, I, I from the tech space uh, I, and from the promise of what I think that the tech is and is going to do in the future, I, I think that Litecoin's probably the return. Um, so we kind of refined it over those years into just being Litecoin mining. And we've, we've been exclusively uh, mining Litecoin for a couple of years now. Um, and uh, we, we launched uh, uh, several businesses off of the Litecoin mining space. Uh, we had a, you know, a, a, and again, it's still in in a in a way, it's uh, largely a tax play too. I mean, now it's now it's my my primary business. I spend eighty plus percent of my time uh, on this business, and um, it's, it's a play where we have like a management company that's a, a Rob's. Uh, Rob's 401k, a rollover business startup 401k, so you can still lead a company um, inside of a, a, a Roth 401k. So you, your 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 taxes are prepaid, and so like we 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 structured it, I feel properly, and it's and it's set up right. So that way, if we have this big upside, which we're hopeful and anticipating, right, um, uh, it, it would be a fully legally tax exempt you know part of the business, and. Uh, and so we're excited to, to kind of go at it at a at a more business route. And then in that process of going at it from business, we, uh, I think, well, at least I speak for myself and I, I think my team too, uh, we fell in love with Litecoin, right? Um, just the tech, uh, the fair launch of it. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, and then and then even now, more recently, the community, the people that are involved in it, just really, really neat uh, and uh, really great friendships from the light community they're mining lights uh, it's pretty neat. very good got a little bit broken up there just for our friends who may not be watching um we're sitting i believe in a mining facility right now and maybe you want to tell us about that but i'm not sure how strong your signal is but just uh beware that there might be some cut-ins and out this episode but we're gonna we're gonna blaze through it doesn't matter all right uh well we we are, right now I'm sitting in North Carolina. This is our third of five facilities. So we have a one megawatt facility in Florida. 
Um, we have a four megawatt facility in Florida uh, that is in the process of launching now. We have a 24 megawatt facility in Florida that we just got our building permit on recently. And so over that um, in North Mellon here the next, uh, the next 30 or 60 days. And, uh, and then this particular facility I'm at is in North Carolina, it's a seven and a half uh, megawatt facility. And then we have another one coming online here in the next two to three months of eight and a half megawatts, also North Carolina. So we'll have two in North Carolina, two in the Central Florida area, third in the Central Florida area on the way. So we're hoping to bring something to the tune of, um, I haven't really mapped it out, but something between 40 and 50 megawatts live uh, in the uh, in the coming six to 12 months. Excellent. Very, very good. Any plans to bring any to Texas? You know, uh, we've had <laughs> we've had some interest, and I would love to go to Texas. If, if we found the right spot, we'd, we'd be there in a heartbeat for sure. Yeah, maybe in time. But you're, it sounds like you're pretty busy as is, so congratulations. And uh, it's a pretty impressive uh, thing to, to behold here. I get to see you, you know, via our, our channel here. Uh, you're sitting right in the thick of it, so very good. Um, in terms of mining, kind of going back to the basics here, um, I think most people don't have to understand anything that you do in order to use Litecoin successfully. Um, uh, SHA-256 for Bitcoin, S-Script for Litecoin. Do you think it's advantageous though? While you don't need to understand what you do, do you think it's good for people to understand what you do? What does it share or what does it tell us about Litecoin as a commodity or a currency based upon what you're doing versus fiat, for example? Yeah, I mean, the, the tech behind what we're doing um, and it is, to me, what really sold me on cryptocurrency as a whole. And, not, and I, don't, I, I say cryptocurrency very narrowly. I'm like Bitcoin, Litecoin only, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not a, a Bitcoin maxi, obviously, or a Litecoin maxi, but like those two techs being uh, the gold and silver, if you will, but the, the, a really similar technology behind them, I think that uh, and just uh, to understand and really I came all in so um, in terms of you know again I'm a general contractor so I'm not a dev or a, you know some some brilliant you know tech startup guy I'm just uh, uh, you know a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude I guess right to, to paraphrase a, a comedy yeah um, but uh, like as I as I got into it and realized, okay, well, we are, we are brokering transactions. So we're the hardware. So when I describe it to, to people that, you know, that run in my circles, you know, not, not these, uh, you know, the de developers of the world, but you know, the, the general contractors and the, and the real estate people, it's, uh, we're brokering uh, online cryptocurrency transactions uh, is one way that I describe it. And uh, another way would be, we are the hardware behind the software that people would call Litecoin um, or cryptocurrency is one of the ways that I describe it. Um, and then I also compare us to uh, the Western Union of, of, uh, of crypto, right? So when you send money from point A to point B, um, you have, uh, you're gonna have a series of computers that are in the way. So if you, know, you bank at regions and, and I bank at Bank of America, I have to walk into a physical building and I have to sit down to a teller with a computer and they send it to check the Bank of America server in New York and they check against the 
servers in the state of Washington and, and then they check it and then somebody sitting in another state or somewhere else might be sitting in front of their general manager at their bank and everybody's wasted gas and time and energy and hours of time just to send a wire transfer where and each one of those pieces is going to get a cut or you can go to Publix or you know, a grocery store and pay Western Union $45 or $90 or whatever outrageous fees they charge to send money from point A to point B. And uh, we're skipping all the middlemen and doing it for, in most cases, fractions of a penny for a transaction. Um, and so we rely on volume. So another way that I sometimes will describe it is that our, our gamble or our play, if you will, isn't just on Litecoin, but it's that Litecoin adoption and Litecoin usage and crypto adoption, crypto usage will ultimately be um, uh, increased in, in the coming years. And so if you look at the adoption rates globally, I mean, it's, it's skyrocketing, right? It's, uh, I believe the last time I was looking at it, it's comparable to the number of internet users in 97 mm-hmm. uh, or so. And so it's just being exponentially adopted. Um, and another thing that I, I really just this past year kind of grasped is the same way that Tesla, uh, Nikola Tesla, right, you know, whatever, 150 years ago was talking about the idea of, of ultimately money being transmitted via electricity. And we realized just recently, right, again, I'm not the tarpish tool in the TED, I, I just really recently realized that electrical power and infrastructure is the future of good solid cryptos, you know, proof of work cryptocurrencies, which means proof of work, meaning, you know, the, the computers that we're doing here, they're doing the work yeah. of, of the network. Um, and so realizing that I need to get my hands on more power. Well, I'm a general contractor. We've brought many buildings live before and many transformers live before and had the electric, uh, you know, electricians connections and the mechanical subcontractors and, and even the plumbing subcontractors for some of the fluid flows we have. And, and uh, so it was a make a few calls and, and the first megawatt was live. And so uh, that's part of why we started scaling up into the North Carolina world and really wherever we can get power. I'd love to go to Texas, right? Anywhere we can get power, realizing that that Litecoin and, and Bitcoin, of course, too, um, are these two currencies that are electrical energy into a transferable dollar figure, you know, for, for those of us in the U.S., right? There's a, there's a dollar amount that's associated with it, and we can store that as an asset that's not going to corrode and it's not going to, you know, uh, it's not going to fall apart at some point in the years. And, and while the Bible is still true, right? You know, the moth and rust can break in and I'm, you know, uh, they, they could probably steal a, uh, a cold wallet. And if, you know, uh, who knows if, if I forget my, my keys one day, you know, maybe they'll, they'll figure that piece out. I don't know. But, but, uh, so, uh, as, as much as we can inside of eternity, I'd say it's a, it's a, about as safe of an asset as you can get your hands on. Um, especially realizing that, you know, everybody needs electricity and there's man hours that go into that and the development of it, and the transformers, and there's hard assets here. Um, and those hard assets can be transmitted and represented with dollar signs to the end recipient, um, all while doing this really neat thing and creating a, an even safer environment for, for the network. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm pretty blown away to be a, a small part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can follow, there's a, a friend of mine on, on Twitter, um, Litecoin Concepts, LTT, LTC Concepts, and he, I always called them the, the transaction scrapes. 
he goes through like the block explorers and finds these massive transactions that people are sending for fractions of a penny. I think there was one that was $975 million and they, they, they spent, I think it was cents, but it might've been at worst $2 or something, which is yeah. ridiculous. Um, but that that's possible on the Litecoin network. And of course you're facilitating those sort of transactions, which is, which is quite amazing. Yeah. Um, so we kind of talked about your role um, and I want to pivot to currencies in a minute. Um, but I'll also add that, hence the name mining, you're the ones that also create uh, the or unlock the newly issued Litecoin. So in other words, while Litecoin is fixed forever and all time at 84 million, I think 2142 is the ex estimated year that will the last Litecoin or Lite will be mined. Um, but of course, they're not all out yet. Uh, they're being released according to the block halvings, which we talked about in a previous episode, uh, actually with Shan, because um, that happened recently, a few weeks ago. Um, so basically, your miners like you actually get the what's called the block reward, which actually expands the the, the block supply. So um, maybe tell us something about that, like the block rewards and and the having schedules, and and what does that look like for you? And I don't know what the how do you say, I don't know you versus other larger pools, how that works and what the probabilities are of the, the rewards, but you're the ones getting them. You're the ones that get the fresh, newly minted Litecoin. That's the name mining, like pulling silver out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, uh, I, I typically look at it like, what is my computer going to produce in terms of Litecoin per day? And then what's it going to cost in terms of uh, sometimes US dollars in Litecoin per day? Uh, but after the having, you know, a, a few weeks ago, we we got into uh, we we were just transitioning to this facility, which was basically a thirty something percent reduction in our electrical cost. Um, and as we transitioned into this facility, the Litecoin having happened that same month, and so which dropped our revenues by something like thirty percent. Wow! Um, mm. And so it ends up probably being about a net zero change to us as uh, as a company as we transitioned out. Um, and so it allows us to scale up, allows us to grow, prepare more electrical infrastructure for the, the upcoming um, uh, bull market, if you will. But uh, it's it was, uh, I don't want to say it was inconsequential because of course, you know, it's rattles your nerves and your and you're scrambling around figuring out, all right, what bills can I cut? What things can I cut to make sure that we're we're still profitable? And and we made it through. And and you know, as I as I look at the profitability of a Litecoin mine versus that of a Bitcoin mine, um, I I I still think even though Litecoin was only a, a two three years behind Bitcoin in terms of launch, uh, I think that in terms of adoptability, like it's caught up and in some cases passed it. And so I think that the profitability of Litecoin mining right now is higher than Bitcoin's, but I think in the upcoming will be exponentially higher than the than the profits of a Bitcoin miner. So I just think in in strictly U.S. dollar terms, it's it's by far better than Bitcoin mining. Um, and in my opinion, it's also it's a superior tech too, but. The differences between Bitcoin and Litecoin, indeed, they are stark, very similar projects. Of course, Litecoin is a child, if you will, a clone, a twin. Um, 
you know, I always say the female uh, of the two. Um, uh, but absolutely, we've got some things on on Litecoin from day one, and of course over time, like with MWeb and things like this, that Bitcoin doesn't have. Um, it's terrific. So yeah, between mining Bitcoin and Litecoin, you've chosen to uh, to mine Litecoin. We may have cut out there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we. Yeah, now I said between Bitcoin and Litecoin, you've chosen uh, to mine Litecoin, and I would also add um, Dogecoin because they're merge mined. Yes. So what do you? What yeah, do you... I think most of our most of our rewards at this point, I believe, but we take all of our payout. We can choose whatever crypto to take our payout in. We we obviously choose Litecoin still, but we could choose to mine. You know, in fact, actually, I think we're the pool that we're mining. Um, I think there's five of the twelve coins that can be mined by an L7. We are mining simultaneously, so we're merge mining multiple coins, including Dogecoin. Dogecoin being the one where the bulk of our uh, or I should say the lion's share of our rewards come from. But uh, but we're mining all those and then we can choose to take our payout in 1% this, 1% that, 5%, 10%. We're 100% uh, Litecoin at the moment. So that way we can just take it. It's easier to transact in. The fees are way less. So whatever you know we need to, to put into a, a bank account to pay the electric bill, we, we, we do that and the transaction fees are faster and cheaper in Litecoin. So why, why wouldn't we just stay with the native token? Here, here. In terms of mining, of course, you're, you're running a large operation on multiple campuses. Do you know about the prospect of mining from home? Is that a foregone conclusion at this point? That's how I got started. So I'll tell you a funny story. We had a, um, when, when there was a bull run, we had six I think we had six of the first L7s. I don't want to say the first ones on the continent, but maybe, right? We had some of the first L7s on the continent. And at the time, they were making hundreds of dollars per day each, right? And so we were, uh, we got these in. We were super ecstatic about them. We started mining with them. And, um, and we, <laughs> my wife, uh, I, I had left the house and my wife was insisting that we should plug more machines in. I was like, listen, I had upgraded the electrical at the house. We didn't have our first industrial uh, site yet. We were, we were just finishing building our first megawatt. And I'm like, listen, we got to, you can't go plug it all in. We had other stuff running. We had some, we had S19s. We had a few hundred amps running from the house. And uh, she says, no, no, it all has to get plugged in. I said, no, no, it doesn't. You're going to burn something down. She's like, no, it's going to be great. <laughs> so she goes and plugs it in because she's, you know, she's seeing the dollar signs too. She's like, wait a second. We paid all this money for these machines. Let's. Let's plug some machines in. Um, it may or may not have uh, definitely started the third fire. Um, oh, and so it started uh, four, four. <laughs> um, but the first two, we knew were going to happen. It wasn't ours. I called it. I called the, this is from home mining, right? This is at the house. <laughs> I called the, I called the utility provider. I said, listen, I said, you need to upgrade your transformer at the street. I've upgraded all of my gear. If you don't upgrade yours, yours is going to blow up. And they said, you couldn't blow up if you tried. I said, listen, lady, I promise you, I will blow up your transformer. And she says, you can't if you tried. So I said, all right. I said, but I'll be seeing your text tonight. She says, go for it. And I said, this is a recorded conversation, right? She says, yeah. I said, okay, good. And so, uh, and it, it's Florida. So it's all on the on the, the common grid. It's not my responsibility financially. They have, they have like a few hours to get me power back. So 
I blew up their transformer. I took a video of it singing this little light of mine, right? So yeah. this is 2 a.m. and <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine as melted metal was fall or oil was falling from wow. this transformer on the on the pole at the street. I called him back the next day. I said, you you replaced it with the same size. I told you I, I needed a bigger one. They said, you couldn't blow it up if you tried. I said, we just spoke yesterday. We went down this road. I will treat your transformer like my own personal circuit breaker. Don't mess with me. I need I need the juice, right? You have to provide it in Florida. And they didn't. I said, so I'm good to max it out. And if I blow up your transformer, it's your fault, right? They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, all right, I'm going to max it out. I'll see your boys let's see your boys again tonight. And sure enough, we started the fire as their stuff, their equipment. So we started the fire. They came out and they said, listen, well, we're going to upgrade your transformer right away. I called them up again the next day. I said, when's the transformer upgrade coming in? They said, okay, if you give us a week, we'll give you an upgrade. It's okay, a week it is. And so they upgraded it. And so then we were good. Um, and then my wife, you know, we got the new L7s in and she wants to, to max it out. I said, I told her, I said, listen, I said, this thing is, we are, we're at the perfect capacity. It's safe. We can turn on our air conditioning and not have to worry about something going bad. If you want to turn one on, let me know. I'll, I'll, you know, turn off the brake for the AC or something. She's like, no, I want to cook, have AC and mine. I'm like, that's of not, course. you can't. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why can't you have your cake and eat it too? She says, great. This, let's celebrate with some cupcakes of all the mining problems. No, no. And, you know, and uh, she said, the lights start flickering. What's the problem? Where's the fire? She goes into full-blown panic mode. I'm like three minutes away from the house. I'm racing home to find the fire extinguisher. I put the fire out. It was outside the house, right? At the, at the, it was still the utility company's gear. It yeah. wasn't our gear. It was their gear. And uh, she says, all right, I'm going to listen to you for maximum supply, but we're going to go ahead and lease uh, a commercial space. And so we, we, we uh, got into the commercial space that way. Okay, uh, so you started great. home mining, maximizing the home capacity, yeah. and you, you naturally scaled up. Very good. That's a beautiful story. And I'm curious what the utility company thought of you. I don't think they were a fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they're a fan. There, there might be a reason that my new home electric rate is definitely higher than it was. Um, so I, I don't think that they like that. But uh, but they, I, I, I said, I, I, you said to do it. I, I called you, warned you, but... We figured that piece out because we were doing it as an Airbnb play. Mm -hmm. So we had an Airbnb in South Florida and it had a detached garage. It was uh, in Key Largo up on the water. And, and so up top was uh, like living quarters and down bottom was a detached garage. And, and this is back when GPU mining was a thing. And so we had, I, I custom fabricated a tank for six ASICs. And so I had six uh, L, six L7s. Uh, running in the in the uh, in the basement, as well as a handful of uh, whatever, a couple dozen GPUs, and so that was enough to, you know, the profits from that would have been enough to cover, you know, the bills of the place, almost like an Airbnb in and of itself. And so, uh, I mean, it didn't; it, went, it was going to different purposes, but ultimately, that was where we uh, uh, that was where we kind of figured out, all right, look, there's there's not really a place at the scale we want to do it. Uh, even even at the Airbnb rate, and then after the merge, we said, "Listen, we'll just we'll shut down these operations and and, and bring them live in a more professional facility." Very good, very good. So, in terms of home mining, you started there. If I wanted to, you know, spin spin a miner up now, what would that look like for me? Is it profitable for for the the independent individual with, let's say, one of whatever the latest one? There's L7s. I'm not. I don't follow it like you guys do. Um, is it possible at home to still mine and have some profit? Absolutely. So I, I have to check the calculators today. I think your break even at today's price 
uh, for electric rate on an L7 is probably around the 12 cent range, I would imagine. Um, so as long as your kilowatt, you know, price per kilowatt hour is less than 12 cents, you're probably profitable now after the halving in a bear market. But as we look at what, in my opinion, should or, or hopefully will happen in the, in the upcoming bull market, I would say start now, get it set up. Absolutely. Um, I, I actually, I'll happily share the design with you if, with you, if you like, I, I designed and fabricated what I called my residential, uh, ASIC mining uh, immersion tank. It's just a really simple aluminum tank. Um, I, I designed it and you could probably sip, uh, you know, I, I think I had my aluminum guy, of course, you know, I had a relationship with him previously, but I, I think I had him fabricated for like a thousand bucks. And, uh, and you can hook up a couple new AC units on your outside and use those as evaporative coolers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can, uh, you can six ASICs is enough that on most 200 amp panels, uh, you'll have excess capacity or cook and, you know, cool your house and so forth. So if an L7 makes at a, you know, let's say an L7 might make it today, it's not much. It might be two, three bucks a day, but still, you know, that's a few hundred dollars a month extra in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And if Shan Bilo is even remotely right, it'll be thousands and thousands uh, a month in profit after, uh, after the, uh, the upcoming bull market. Absolutely. I mean, if it's profitable in a bear market, of course, um, I'll leave yeah, yeah. him. I'll leave him to the targets. Although I, I appreciate that he sets them, and to be honest, not not all of them. Some people would say it's ridiculous. No, I, I think there's a lot of bright days coming, as I say. But uh, he'll be the one to attach numbers to it. I'm not that guy. Uh, I'm not the chartist. I agree. I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to to the to the contemporary argument that mining is a waste of resources, a waste of electri uh, electricity. Respond to that. Proof of so work, I should gonna... say. I should add that. Proof of work. Yeah. Not a proof of stake coin. Proof of work coins are a waste of resources, electricity, et cetera. So if you look at what a, a mining grid actually, uh, a, an electrical grid in most municipalities actually looks like, um, in almost all of them, the majority of electricity is thrown away. And what I mean by that is your peak demand uh, usage need is well more than half again what your baseline need might be. And so you've got, a, but you can't just shut down generators. You can't just shut down, you know, coal plants or nuclear plants. They have to stay running perpetually. And so if, if I would say that the perfect way to capitalize on the grid as it sits today, which I think is super inefficient and we're working to fix it, right? But I think the perfect way is mining, even a demand response mining. Like if you look at the state of Florida where I'm from, uh, FPL is one of the large providers in the Southeast and and in Florida where we're at. And they have, uh, they're the largest crypto miner in the state. Now they don't advertise it, they don't talk about it, but they have, they realize, wait a second, I'm already spending this money. It's free electricity from the hours of whatever that might be for them, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. So I might as well take the, the coal I'm already burning, the solar that and the batteries that's already stored, take these, these power sources and, and tap into them because now it's, for them, free money. If you operate a demand response kind of vehicle, it's free money. Uh, we're looking at trying to bring four megawatts live on flare gas in Kansas. Like this is gas that right now would otherwise be going just to straight pollution. 
Uh, and, and we're talking about harnessing it and turning it into a usable uh, asset, specifically an asset like Litecoin that can, that can in my opinion, uh, solve lots of the issues that come with centralized currencies, namely war, right? So we're mm -hmm. talking like mm -hmm. a thing that can help eliminate war, uh, pres presuming you're of the belief that war is primarily driven by fiat because, you know, you have to have this inflationary currency and this, and this, this uh, ever-printing money supply. So you can truly, in my opinion, you're saving lives alongside saving the environment for it. No, you're never going to find a more energy efficient person than a cryptocurrency miner. I mean, we, we are looking for kilowatt hours like like you saw the lights turn off midstream. Mm -hmm. That's because I've got them on an auto timer. I don't want my fluorescent light bulbs burning if they don't have to. I haven't walked by the door in a while. And so my, my lights are kicking off. Like I am actively looking to save every fraction of a kilowatt hour I can because that becomes dollars and that becomes efficiency. And that, that ultimately, if you ask these people that run the grids, it adds a baseline layer to the grid. So the grid itself needs a baseline to be able to expand for population growth, to be able to expand and, uh, and increase their operational efficiency for what they already have. You'll find that when they have a higher baseline, like if you go to a larger city, and if you take politics out of it, but just say strictly what the cost uh, in terms of hours and, and dollars should be, if you go into a larger city and look at the efficiency of their fuel usage, of their natural gas usage, of their coal usage, it's almost always higher than way out in the boondocks because there's not a base lane, a base layer of use demand in way out in the boondocks. But now crypto miners, we can go into the boondocks and say, let us provide, I just had a call yesterday, speak mm -hmm. of Texas, with a, a co-op in Texas, trying to see if we can expand to a facility there. Um, and I said, do you need any demand response? What what kind of usage can we put to work here? And, and so we're, we're I, I don't know if that'll be the one, but that's those are the conversations we have regularly, trying to find what's a base layer of usage that we can give to you, Mr. Small Municipality, uh, or Mrs. Small Municipality that can help provide an increased efficiency for the remainder of your grid, driving the price per kilowatt hour down for all of your customers. And so that's just a really beautiful thing. It results in cost savings. In the long run, it results in cost savings both for the consumer and for the municipality and for the provider of the power, which ultimately probably will get shared in some way, in some fraction, you know, the provider might take a large percentage of it, but right, you can claw some of that back. And so I think that there's, uh, that's a big component that people don't understand. More than half of the electricity that's produced in this country is thrown away. In fact, I think it ends up, I, I saw a presentation on it actually at Bitcoin Miami this year. I think it was closer to 70, 80% of the actual electrical energy that's generated in this country is thrown away. Mm -hmm. So we might as well harness it and turn it into something usable and turn it into a benefit uh, that has demand. And now you've, got, now you've got an actual value add to your grid on electricity that's already being generated. That's amazing. And I think that that perspective needs to be shared, like absolutely, because there's a propaganda campaign that's saying the exact opposite. And of course they would probably be friends with the fiat and the, the centralization oh, yeah. and all the problems that come with it. But still, that's a very strong uh, media presence for the exact opposite of what you're saying. And uh, I'm hoping more folks like you and other miners can you know, be Become more of a presence uh, in media and other things like this, just to correct these um, uh, misrepresentations. 
because that's one of the tools to attack crypto is the is the point from energy. And really, I mean, if you look at uh, money, uh, you already uh, alluded to fiat and how wasteful that is, not to mention how costly it is in terms of war, uh, physical property, uh, humans, you know, uh, actual living flesh that is no longer because of the war. You know, there's so much cost to that. Um, and you can't really even quantify it, but I, the world would be dramatically different off of a fiat standard. Um, so to invest resources into an honest, sound money like Litecoin or Bitcoin, um, absolutely, um, I would say it's a, a high, a high order, a high, um, high calling, if you will, to to have something of that as opposed to our current system. In other words, to be building it up, strengthening it. Um, and you're saying what you're doing can actually provide better rates, if I will, or just strengthen general grids, even despite the currency aspect of it. Correct. Which is which is yeah. incredible. Um, I think Texas needs more Litecoin miners. Uh, the government has declared Texas Bitcoin country. Of course, I'm okay with that. Uh, but where there's Bitcoin, there is always Litecoin. And uh, yeah. Bitcoins tend to have um, larger microphones at this point. Um, and a lot of them do lobbying and things like that, to be fair, um, through organization. But um, again, where there's Bitcoin, there's Litecoin. So uh, we need more Litecoin miners in Texas. So maybe maybe you'll be me among them uh, in not too long. Um, so we talked about a lot of the mining, the energy. Is there anything else we missed that you wanted to discuss before maybe we pivot to, to another topic? You're the miner. You tell me. You know, I think one of the biggest things that caught me off guard when we started doing this, um, even at even at home mining, and then even at a, especially at a scale, is that most of the skills that are needed are not actually computer skills. Um, they're they're physical, like electrical, like electrician. Like I need to be a good electrician to be able to do this. I need to be a good uh, uh, fluid manager. Right, you're you're managing the fluid of air. You're managing the in, in our case, we're doing immersion too. So you're managing the fluid of oil. You're managing how circuits flow, both electrically and in fluids. Um, and, and then you know, like I'm I'm sitting here at a rack that we constructed, right? So you know, the the mechanical component of of how do you how do you space out and size racking? How do you do proper cable management? How do you install transformers? So the, what really caught me off guard is that knowing what I know now, if I had to choose between being a really brilliant coder or a really brilliant general contractor, which I'm not professing to be, right, either, let alone contractor, right? But but if I had to choose between being one of the two, I would choose contractor. Like there, more of the skills that I needed uh, were in the contracting world and in the physical space handyman kind of skill set more so than coding. Now, I've since learned Right. Oh, well, I'm reading a, a kernel log, which is really simple to read once you kind of get the hang of it. Well, I'm, this and this is wrong uh, or here's the issue. And I'm learning how to code firmware and I'm learning how to, you know, do these things. But most of those can really be boiled down to essentially uh, not too much more complex than like a Microsoft Office suite kind of software. Right. Like my wife being a CPA in Excel has made Excel far more complex than mm -hmm. me dealing with the back end firmware of of a, of a of an ASIC, you know, of a computer. So that was the big thing that I think really kind of uh, shook me to my core and said, you know what, I think I can do this at scale and 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 be good at it. 
Very good. We wish you we wish you well and uh, Mini Minds and it, again miniminds.com. Yes, sir. And do you um, provide services where people can rent portions of your facility or uh, co-op in with you to get, you know, income streams? Uh, so, yeah, actually, we have, um, especially for my, my Litecoin mining peeps, yes, uh, for, for Litecoin miners, special place in my heart. <laughs> uh, we, I'll, I'll help a lot with the minimum order quantity, try and get some more Litecoiners in here. But, uh, so, yeah, we, we, being at a significantly greater scale than we have funds to fill with L7s, uh, we are, I don't want to say unfortunately, because I'm fortunate for the, the, the silver to the gold to our silver, right? Uh, but we are we are filling you know Bitcoin miners up in here and and uh, and adding Bitcoin miners to our to our you know resume as we manage their products. Now we're not personally purchasing any Bitcoin miners. Uh, all of the miners through our fund are through uh, our Litecoin miners. They're all L7s. Um, uh, in fact, we're not purchasing anything except L7s uh, through that we would personally own and, and manage. But we are hosting the space to uh, primarily S19s, right? And there's you know what's miners too, but primarily Bitcoin miners. Um, and the way that our that we set our fund up was that an investor, an accredited investor, would invest money and we would take that money, deploy it in L7s, and then we they get they get a preferred return, which isn't like my my world was again contracting and investing. So uh, my partner is is brilliant at investing in real estate. We're in those spaces. And so it's uh, it allowed him him and us to kind of bring in outside people to say, listen, I'm not familiar with mining. I don't know what it is, but I know there's a high upside and I know there's a, there's a, a an exit planned with a, with a higher multiple than what crypto would do. We, we want to be in and, and buy some miners with you. So we buy them, they fund it. We buy the mine, the mining computers themselves. We personally fund the infrastructure. They provide the computers and then we split the profit. Um, yeah, and it. so split it 50, 50. I, I tried to, Make it like if I was investing with my mom, how would I set it up? And I said, well, I couldn't think of a more fair way to do it. And so, um, so that's really the way that we we set that piece up. So an investor will come in and invest money, and we buy the computers and we run it for them, and then they get their quarterly payback and they get their uh, the upside. The thing I like about it is that the risk reward ratio is the opposite of contracting. So in contracting, like you'll take on these big six, seven, eight figure jobs and have a 5% margin or a 15% margin, but if the job goes south, now you've got the risk of the entire project. So you're risking 100% to try and make 5, 10, 15% uh, on, on many jobs. Whereas in the mining space, like let's say, you know, Litecoin goes up to four times the previous all-time high, and well, that would be, yeah, 1,600-ish, yeah, which I again, I, I tend to think it, well, I'm I'm a Super Bowl. I think it's going to go way higher than that. But uh, but let's say it goes up to something like 1600, and and now and, instead of 70, right, 60, 70. So now you've got this 20, 25x multiple on it. But the goal of building this business is that we then scale the business. And when you scale the business, you get a multiple on the business between two and 20 or 30 or 40 or, or higher. You know, like the the highest exit um in the 2020 bull run was 535 times dollar one dollar mm. of revenue which is just mind-boggling yeah. to me right <laughs> so imagine taking 
yeah, okay, you're you're splitting the profits now. We're splitting them now, and it's it'd be you know it's nice if we could just buy our own computers. But if you know these coins go up 25 times, and then we sell it for uh, 15 times multiple, well now it's 25 times 15 times what you're doing. So now your your upside is just massive, and then the downside is is so minimal. Most of the people we're dealing with have tax problems, right? So it's like, hey, I, I can give it to the you or I can give it to the government. Might as well have a shot at making some money back. So yeah. So it ends up being a really good winner for everybody, and and that was really why we did it. We said my my wife says that we need to, corp, you know, do this corporately so that way more people can get involved in what we're doing. So I I've just loved it. It's just been a it's just been an adventure to, to, to do what I'm I like to think I'm good at, right? Building stuff. I like to build stuff, and so doing that and 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 learning the tech piece and 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 I've picked up a lot of skills along the way I didn't think I would have at at my ripe old age of 38. Right? I didn't think I'd have it. It's a beautiful thing, and I think that's part of it. But it's terrific, and again, we're glad to have you here today. Let's let's pivot. We've talked about mining. I think we did a decent job. Again, I'm not the miner. I can't go where you guys go or coders, um, but I get to invite you to sit with me and you talk. You know, that's the the beauty of this thing. But you you made a tweet recently about um, ordinalizing the King James version of the Bible. That is this a completed project? Um, is it in process? Um, Seems like a tall order. I, I personally, and I reached out to you with this, um, I personally put the book of Jude on the Omni layer. I don't know, back in 2021, I believe, in the fall, shortly after it was released. Um, and the reason I did it, because I did it line by line with the Geneva version of the Bible. And it's basically, I, I think it is, is the shortest book in the Bible. I, I may be incorrect on that, but it's very short. I think it's a single a single chapter. So, so tell us about this King James Version as an ordinal or as multiple ordinals. Um, tell us about how that's going, what led you to do it, and uh, kind of the significance of that. So that would be, you're, you're, you're probably uh, talking about, I think the thing that might be the only thing on the planet that I'm more excited about than, than the things in the crypto space. Uh, and, and that's the things in the, the, the Christian space. I am I am super geeked out about the idea of being able to send a Bible to anybody on the planet that has a Litecoin wallet for a penny in seconds. So um, I, I went through. I I figured King James just because it was super easily available on the on a text version, and I I cut and pasted one night. I I and public a bit of domain. No so. issues with uh, copyrights. <laughs> exactly. I said I, I want to do this for the the copyrighted ones too. So I'm in the process of reaching out to yeah. some of those publishers. I want to put the Bible into people's hands. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the Litecoin network is the network to do it. Bitcoin is a little bit slow. Uh, love Bitcoin, right? But a little bit slow and a little bit expensive, right? You might spend, you might wait an hour and you might spend six, seven, eight bucks to put a Bible in somebody's hand. Um, and then Ethereum is even more expensive, probably you know ten, fifteen dollars. Uh, but it is instant. And I realized like Litecoin, if you're going to do an ordinal, um, if you're going to put the Bible on a blockchain, it should be Litecoin. It's, you know, you can send it for a penny, two pennies, one penny. It's a single Litoshi or Lite, right? It's a single, It's they had to round up to a penny and, um, and you can send it to anywhere. And I think it was taking two minutes to inscribe and, uh, once I kind of got in the rhythm of inscribing a book and uh, about within about four or five minutes, it was showing up on the blockchain. And so what I did is I, I cut and pasted book at a time. 
um, each book of the Bible onto a separate individual uh, ordinal, which if you're not familiar with ordinals, anybody that's listening, it's uh, basically a permanent way of inscribing um, uh, either words or photos or, you know, data onto a single uh, Litoshi. I don't, I don't know if that's, you said light earlier. I don't know if it's Litoshi or light now. Litoshi is fine. Okay. I was, yeah. Okay. So onto a single Litoshi, uh, the single smallest uh, component of a, of a light coin. And, and, uh, and so I, it, 400 KB in memory was the max you could put on it. So I was, uh, I cut and pasted one on each one. And then I made an ordinal for the table of contents and the table of contents has a link. So you can click the link and it'll take you to that ordinal inscription. So theoretically, you wouldn't even have to send the Bible. You could just say it's inscription 678492 or whatever that inscription number is. Mm -hmm. And if you can remember six digits, like a phone, smaller than a phone number, you can pull up on your, on your wallet uh, the Bible. And so the way it's set up right now is it's a table of contents with both the, the Litoshi number, right? The inscription number, as well as the link that you can search and see the text on one ordinal and that ordinal, then we can send copies of for uh, a penny mm -hmm. to anywhere in the world, to anybody that, that has access to uh, a Litecoin wallet. Uh, so pros and cons, um, it's still an early tech, relatively speaking. So I think there's a lot of de development needs to go. What I'm in the process of trying to work with some of the, actually some of the devs have, have offered some help from the Litecoin Foundation. Um, I want to mint like a, whatever, 8 billion, you know, they're free, right? So 8 billion, there's one for every person, right? Uh, uh, tokens, and then have the token themselves point to the table of contents. So that way, and then publish it on, you know, the MetaMask and this and that. So you can go on for free mm -hmm. and get a free token from wherever and click that token. It's in your Litecoin or LTC 20 wallet and you click it and there it is. Uh, I think that this is really distinct from the internet in a very important way. And this is where, again, I get geeked out about the end times. I get geeked out about what God's doing in the earth now and has done and is doing and will do. And um, if we believe the book of Revelation, I wanted to that talk there about will be that. A, Yes, the apocalyptic go, literature <laughs> and, Woo, and money go, and sound money and unsound money control yes. versus uh, uh, liberty. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So if you look at the book of Revelation, if you're into that sort of thing and you and uh, which I highly recommend read it, uh, you you can't help but see where we're at today. Like we're, we're we've known we've been in the end times for 2000 years. Right. But I tend to think we're in the end of the end of times. Um, and so what those prophecies would say, biblically speaking, would be that in the end times, there's going to be one world kingdom uh, divided into, you know, 10 leaders of it. And there's going to be one guy over it. There's going to be one world currency. And, and beast, if you don't beast take system as we as we exactly uh, as we read. Yep. And, and it's yeah, an economic system. Absolutely. It's absolutely an economic system. You it says you won't even be able to buy or sell without this mark of the beast. Right. And now that we've got RFID chips and and hand scans and, you know, things where you can implant something and, and just walk through the checkout. and There's no checkout. They're really, really convenient. But at some point, one of them uh, will become this uh, the the tech that evolves into this mark of the beast. Right. And if you believe the Bible, then I mean, this is the Bible. Right. This is biblical prophecy. And so you won't be able to buy or sell you. You're going to have to swear your allegiance to something that's not of God. Um and as we look at the internet, the internet 
uh, we've even seen like even on silly things, right? Like disinformation management campaigns on social medias, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and even with the thing with X, you know, formerly Twitter, with them publishing, hey, yeah, they were paying Twitter to not publish this article or to not talk about this or to censor these items. And so we'll see that at a global scale at some point. I mean, we even the people that don't believe that this is a Bible prophecy are, are on board, right? They say, yeah, globally, we we want to be globalist. We want one world currency. We want one, one world government. We all need peace. We all need to come together. We need to love, hug, and cuddle everybody. And everybody can be whoever you want to be in this global system. And, uh, and that is there's parts of that that sound great and parts of it that are great but ultimately at the end uh there's going to be a, a really maniacal twist to that and so without being able to well i think uh, and i think that's when it, it would no longer be voluntary oh yeah you know if you participate right. in this and many people i mean years ago i remember people are what is it authentication they're taking it as like a vitamin or they're putting it on a tattoo you know there's different things that people have and there's a transhumanist movement that really enjoys this sort of thing um, uh, but I'm saying it's voluntary at this point. People are signing up for it because they want it. Otherwise, you're left alone. But I would think yes. the problem with what you're describing is when it ceases to become voluntary and it becomes the rule. Correct. Yes, 100%. And, and so anyway, so in that environment, um, to your point, like when that comes, when that happens, um, you can't take the Bible off the blockchain, right? It's there. It's etched. It's permanent. Um, unless you can find a way to hunt down every single uh, Litecoin miner on the planet, which I don't think uh, you can, right? It's too decentralized, and uh, and I don't think you'll be able to remove those ordinals from there. So uh, I did it primarily. I started out just right. I was driving the mine. My wife was driving. I was working, and it was late at night. And I said, let's let's put the Bible on there. But uh, the, as I got further and further into doing it, I was like, this is a really important, significant thing. This is, and then the more I was processing through the significance of it, the more I realized like being on, in my opinion, the best blockchain, right? Like we're partial, right? 84 million. Um, we are, we're a Litecoin but, podcast, yeah. although we like Dogecoin <laughs> too. Go. And we do believe that Litecoiners and Bitcoiners are naturally in tandem. They should be holding hands. Maximalism is a new breed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like the three. The, the Bitcoin, the Litecoin, and the Doge, and I've had this, and some others online too, Indigo, Nakamoto, for example, we see it as as, as um, silver, gold, and copper, kind of a, a new iteration of an older metallic standard, which was also proof of work, voluntary, et cetera. Granted, there was price yep. fixing and governments and tethering to a degree, but generally it was, it was um, natural sound money for the most part. And I believe we could say as an illusion, these three kind of are the same in a new realm. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Um, and so I think the idea is that in these end times, um, whenever they may come, right? Uh, a day, decade, year, millennia from now, whenever, um, that we've got this immutable blockchain that is, it's got this inscribed on it. And once the tech ultimately develops further, which, you know, it, it could take years, um, I'm doing what I can to help now, but it, it could take years down the road where I want to be able to pull up my my wallet. I was going to say my ledger, right? But I guess that's, uh, there's some, some dis dispute Litecoin lately about and, that. But. And Bitcoin are digital ledgers. They are like your wife uses, the great Excel sheet, uh, although yes. simply put. 
Yeah. So I, I was, as I was wallets uh, aside and yeah, brands aside. Yeah. Wanting, yeah. There you go. Wallets <laughs> and brands aside. That's what I was going for. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being able to pull up uh, a device in my hand that can't be censored like the internet and it can't be governed. It's ungovernable, right? It's, you can't, you can't take it down. And as long as I can send and receive money, I can send and receive the Bible. And that to me, as I got into doing it, like, again, I, I was doing the first one or two and I was like, this is neato. And then by the time I'm halfway in the Bible, I'm like, this is super important. We're changing the world. We've got to do this now. And my wife's like, oh, I got to stop for gas. I'm like, you can stop, you know, and I'm working my butt off, at, you know, at, you know at the wee hours of the morning. And I still pump the gas for it, right? But, yeah. you know, I'm, we're working, uh, I'm working to put this thing on the blockchain because I realized, like, at some point, there will be a need for it. And again, you know, we'd hope that this would be, you know, thousands of years in the future, but I tend to think it's not. So at some point, we're going to need uh, a Bible that nobody can edit, nobody can remove. Um, I think that that's prophesied about, right? His word will never fade away. It'll never go void. And so I think that that's part of the process of doing that. Um, I, in fact, I didn't realize it, but I, I think that there's a lot of things that we all do every day that whether we realize it or not are fulfilling prophecies in some form or fashion, sometimes individually, sometimes corporately. And I think that that is one of thousands of people, millions of people that have done things like that, that have, uh, that I think are, are fulfilling prophecies in a, in a very small way, but in a way that I know that if I ever, if I do see the end of the end of times, I'll, I'll be using the Litecoin blockchain to get my King James Bible in. <laughs> and if Crossway, you know, if Crossway calls me back, then maybe we'll be able to get the ESV on there too, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's a good endeavor. I think it's neat. I, I hope it's immutable. Litecoin is, uh, the blockchain is a truth system. Um, however, I'm not entirely sure if they couldn't be purged. And that's a question I don't know if it's really defined yet. Um, I talked a little bit to David Burkett about what do we do when we send an ordinal to the MWeb layer, the extension block, and then back if that ordinal is preserved. We don't entirely know. I know Bitcoin's stamps seems a little bit more permanent uh, than the ordinal from what I know as kind of a cursory view between the two. Um, but for all intents and purposes, you're correct. Um, we'll have to find out. But but I believe the principles there, what you're working on is correct. And I think it's neat. That was why I used the Omni layer for the book of Jude. I was just tired after one book. So for you doing the entire <laughs> book uh, is, is pretty impressive. And it sounds like you, you said you're able to actually fit an entire book on one ordinal. Yes, so each based. ordinal... Yep, each each ordinal is one book. Um, you could like you can fit three of the four gospels on one ordinal. Uh, I didn't feel right about leaving one out because but I wanted to make like a like the gospels ordinal, and then I'm 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 looking at how many books of Paul, so I could perhaps make a Pauline ordinal, right? So mm -hmm. that way you could maybe send. But but ultimately the real goal. I, I felt like I haven't gone down that road because I, I don't want it to distract me from what I really want to do, which is what I really want to do is make 8 billion tokens, 10 billion tokens, and uh, have those tokens direct to the table of contents ordinal and have that go into everybody's hands. So that that's really the goal is uh, an uncensorable or ungovernable way. And, and uh, I'm, I don't know if it's good or bad, if they, if they can delete it or not. Right. Like there's my, my fear is that, while we are excited about using it for the Bible, I'm sure there's all other nefarious, uh, far more negative things that it could also be used for. 
Um, I mean, we when I was looking to see if the Bible was on there, I, I saw the book of the book of the law, but it was, uh, I believe, it was like a, a new agey satanic kind of book was inscribed mm-hmm. uh, on some ordinals, and I said, man, I don't. That's not the one I'm looking for. That's a different book of the law, you know. And uh, as I was reading through it, and so I'm, uh, I, I. I, it, uh, there's there's always the 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 two sides of the sword, right? It's beautiful to be able to put the Bible on the blockchain, but what do you, what happens when you have a really evil character that wants to put some um, evil and or illegal things on the blockchain? How do you how do yeah. you stop it? Can you purge it? Where, what what are we gonna do to stop it? And I, who knows if we want that to be able to be stopped, right? Like mm-hmm. w- if if stopping that means stopping the Bible uh, and full censorship, where where's the line? And that's that's about my pay grade. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm just excited to be a small part of putting the Bible on it for now. Absolutely. And God willing, it will be used more for good than, than negative. Um, but that was actually my initial concern with bringing ordinals to Litecoin was that precisely was if we can mint anything absolutely without restriction, uh-oh, because if somebody wanted to put something on as an inscription that was, you know, illegal or whatever it would be, you know that would be another reason to bring a red uh, a crosshair to the to the network, uh, from the perspective of governments, for example. Um, but I don't I don't have a good answer there too. I just again I hope hope it's good for, used for good uh, versus you know negative evil. Um, so I think it's good what you're doing. Um, is there a link that you've kind of accumulated or listed these ordinals so we can kind of have a one stop shop to find them? I, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it is. Um, you might have to give me one quick second to find it here. Yeah, we can do it after we're done here too. I'll just make sure we okay, link yeah, it. Yeah. You could send it to me. I'll also put your link to your website, um, miniminds.com, your Twitter. I'll, I'll put in there as well. Um, anything it, else? It's inscription. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's inscription 6007797. Very good. Very good. Say, so, say it one more time. Six zero zero seven seven nine seven. Okay, and that's on the so any, the explorer you're on Lightstride. Yeah, Lightstride. Yeah, yeah, correct. And so, if anybody has access to uh, to Lightscribe or to, to the any of the Litecoin block explorers, you can type in that number, and that will pull up the table of contents. And from there, you can click a link to view all of the other ones that were that are uh, on there, so that way you can kind of read it in the King James on the Litecoin network. Very good. We'll be glad to link you, um, or short, sorry, our, our viewers, our listeners, we'll be glad to place the link uh, in the show notes, YouTube description, et cetera. Again, you can find this podcast at 84million.com slash podcast. Again, today, our guest is Nathan Poole, found on X, formerly Twitter, at Litecoin Cowboy. He is a miner and uh, runs miniminds.com. So before we end, I'm just going to give the floor to you if you want to just end with a statement or, you know, the floor is yours. All right. I think we, we touched on most of it. I mean, I'm, I'm excited what we're doing in the space. I'm excited to be growing. I'm excited for the community. I mean, the, the, the people that I've met that are in the Litecoin community are, are just awesome. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm excited to see what God's doing in these, in these end days. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to use Litecoin as a, as a harbinger for good in, uh, in multiple industries, not just the, the crypto space, and and we'll we'll be praying that uh, we'll be praying that some of Shan's predictions come true on the pricing. So that way, we'll be a little bit extra profitable too. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate your time very much, Kyle, and, and thanks for having me on, and, and super honored to be here.
Absolutely. Gl glad to have you. Uh, perhaps we do it again in the future. I do appreciate you coming on. With that being said, everybody, thank you for tuning in today. We'll call it, we'll call it at that. And uh, thanks for checking out the 84 Million Podcast. Thanks. Mm -hmm.